You are listening to Open Mic Spotlight with Heavenly Holt. Open Mic Spotlight is a weekly podcast featuring intimate conversations and performances with both local and touring musicians and artists. Take a closer look at all the wonderful talent and culture the Chattanooga music scene has to offer. Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at heatherleeholt at openmicspotlight.com. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic Spotlight. Today, we have Bobby from Superbody. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm just peachy today. It's been good. It's been good. A little breezy Sunday afternoon, and you just played a gig at JJ's on Friday. I did. I did. I did. It was great. Let's talk about it. It was awesome. I love playing JJ's. Who'd you play with? I played with the local band Dirty Blonde, who front man of that chat I've become very, very close to recently, and... Uh, played with the band I was touring with from Atlanta by the name of Breathers, who are incredible and just blew my mind every night. And you've been kind of touring around with them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, like, a little longer than, like, a week-long stint uh, around the Southeast. I played a lot of, like, Southern stuff I've never done before. It was, I didn't deserve how great it went. Shows were amazing. That's so fun. So we're going to give everyone a taste of what you're talking about and play one of your songs. Wonderful. How about City Boy Blues? That's the that's the song. That's 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 a great song. Do you want to talk a little bit about the song and where it came from, or would you like to listen first and then do that? I mean, we can listen. Let's okay. just get it going. Okay. Are you coming to see me? Are you coming? 
was great, wasn't it? Yeah. There's still so much like meaning behind the song, even though it's, you know, really simple. Yeah. yeah, that's like the only Superbody song that like when I like intensely listen to it, like actually like makes me tear up because it's like everything else I've done is kind of just like pop concepts that I get really excited about and mm-hmm. then aren't really like a part of me or my personal experience. It's more, I mean, my personal experience comes into it, but it's just more like romanticizing the pop song and trying to do my best to write a pop song. But that one's like actually like closer to your heart, how I feel, mm-hmm. you know? So and we were just like trying to do like a heartland, uh, like Bruce Springsteen, kind of like dancing in the dark is what we were going for. It yeah. was like, just like this machismo. I totally um, feel that. <laughs> on that one. Yeah. Heck yeah. So now's a better time than ever to talk about how you started. Yeah, this started as a project with me and my friend Caleb Dills. Uh, We were in a different band, a little uh, punk band in Atlanta, and uh, he had always been from the Chattanooga area, and I was too, but I was living in Atlanta. And then that band dissipated, and we just wanted to do something new and fun and exciting and kind of like a multimedia project and not as much of a band or whatever, just like try to focus on internet art as opposed to like local music scene things. And you guys have put out some dope videos yeah that's the whole thing i think music videos are like the coolest form of like art to me period it's like the highest form i'm a child of youtube so (laughs) and in today's world we have the technology to see and listen at the same time yeah no totally and that's what i kind of got obsessed with because just having youtube now and then being able to see these like huge productions and i just fell in love with like 80s music for a really long um when we started this project because it was just so maximalistic and these labels were taking chances on these bands with nothing and throwing a bunch of money at them. And they were truly doing creative stuff. And like, you couldn't have a hit song without an incredible, like creative eye and visual eye as well. Like songs popped off because of music videos back then. It's like, which is not as important now. Like you'll have songs that are going number one that don't even have a video, which is crazy. And it didn't used to be that way. Yeah. A lot of like their, the albums released back in the early 80s, they all had a video. Oh, yeah. That's the only way. They, that was MTV was the circulation for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Or it's just how you gained attention. Or just like the culture of like Michael Jackson changing it all and making music videos like more narrative and maximalistic and huge. And I miss that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, but, I don't want to over-romanticize nostalgia too much, but it's But it's just, coming back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I wasn't part of that. It's just what I see on YouTube. And the, like, mm-hmm. I don't know even know who I would be as a person if it wasn't for YouTube mm-hmm. and like having the whole world of culture, whatever, at my fingertips. But yeah. And it's it's a lot simpler to DIY it these days, too. Well, yeah, that's what's exciting to me is because the Internet, I just want to be a slave to the Internet, more or less, because our generation's going to be remembered for it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like a thousand years from now, it's like we started whatever the Internet is or whatever. So it's like the Internet gives me like a chance is what it, whatever it means to be a DIY or an indie pop artist is like a new thing. Like if you just display your stuff properly on the internet anything any i can get any email any day yeah like, you know like if and it was if this was the 90s or the 80s like i would add to already already had to be found as a talent or whatever and it's like i can self-fund and just make stuff like and just i just want to make stuff <laughs> like i can totally relate to that 100 percent. of course i would be nothing without the internet exactly and so i just respect it and i respect all technology and i'm excited to see where it's gonna go yes you know yes. Yes. Especially as an artist. It's just cool. It's a cool time to be an artist. And it's a cool time for all the social medias and, you know, 
You got to embrace it. Yeah. And dive in because it's so fun. It's so yeah. fun to be able to connect with people anywhere at yeah. any time. Yeah. It's, we have everything. Everything's right there all the time. Let's listen to another song. Great. Let's do Stupid, Stupid, Stupid.
song yeah it was it was perfect in my book and you definitely need to do that live yeah i know i i've been trying i just don't know that beat that beat feels weird coming through big speakers sometimes i mean i don't know it's really repetitive i have fun with it it's just like everything else is like really i don't know that beat's kind of more obtuse and everything else is like more straightforward like let's let's dance kind of thing you know i think that's a very dancey beat yeah i'll do it i'll try it again i'll try it again (laughs) Did we talk about how you're on your own now? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I was saying, it started out uh, with a project with my friend Caleb. Uh, we kind of mutually he, uh, decided for both of us to go back to school. I mean, he was going back to school, and um, I don't know, this project was, like, really, really tied into my identity, and I've been doing it on my own for about, like, eight or nine months now. And it's yeah. been good. Yeah, and me and Caleb are still, like, best friends in the world, and he still works on music. Under uh, you should Everybody should follow him under the tag at USA Boys Club. That's my friend Caleb. He's continuing making art. He's actually working in like PR, interning while he's going to UGA for this PR firm. I'm so proud of him. He's great. That is. <laughs> and so I saw you at JJ's the last time you played, which was February, maybe? I guess so. It was like somewhere. February or March, I guess. Yeah. Somewhere around then. And you you sang with the tracks, mm-hmm. but it was still epic. Yeah. Like, I was super impressed. Yeah, extreme karaoke, that's what I like to call it. But I mean, it's just like the, I perform like a hip-hop artist, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, so if you haven't seen Bobby, mm-hmm. you should go see him because... Totally should. It's like the most magical thing ever. Everything else stops, I feel like, for me when he's performing because yeah. it's so entertaining. And uh, you will have a huge smile on your face. And you, even if you're not a dancer, your body will be moving. Well... Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just trying to entertain. You know, uh, I, I I like take pride in. I don't ever. I don't ever see people uh, walking out on my set. So I yeah. mean, it's like it's like such a sh- shot to my ego. If you ever like are performing and like giving your heart out, and you see anybody um, for whatever reason, whatever you're doing, like you're watching me right now. Like you paid to get in. I'm gonna entertain you. Yes. Whatever. So it's a simple thing, but it's yeah. like yeah. Let's go back in history, twenty years, and talk about where you came from and how it all started, how like you came to be who you are. Yeah, I am a born and raised Dalton, Georgia boy, carpet capital of the world. It's a very interesting and cool place to grow up. I loved it. I loved my high school. I loved uh, my friends growing up. I was a marching band and a theater kid. I had a great upbringing. I have the best parents that anyone could ever ask for ever. And they're very, very loving and supportive of me being reckless and trying to pursue a career as an entertainer right now. I love it. I've had a good life so far. Yeah. So you graduated high school and did, did you kind of, you started this stuff in high school, like music creating and yeah. I mean, I was in whatever garage bands or whatever when I was in high school. And then I started playing in punk bands when I went to college at Georgia state what instruments have you played? Um, my best instrument is still probably trombone because I played it for so long in different facets. Other than that, I really love playing bass guitar because I was like the least cool kid out of the group of friends I knew that made music in high school. So, of course, they just like made me ma- play bass. Mm-hmm. From there, uh, I just fell in love with it. Like I still like write songs with just bass guitar always, just like a drum machine or a sample and bass guitar because... It's my best when it comes to that. Awesome. So you went to Georgia State. Mm -hmm. Two years, dropped out, Mm -hmm. you know. Love it there, though. I mean, it's like for like a big university in the South. It's great. It's in Atlanta. Yeah, it's very 
very cultured. It's not run by like too much like frat culture and mm-hmm. stuff like that to be such a big school mm-hmm. in the South. Well, it's kind of hard to be when you're like in the center of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. Totally. Like there was still the sorority and the frat culture or whatever. It's just not so visible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's incredible. It's like it was type school like every day. It was like a fashion show. Like people walk in class like trying to outdo each other and mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot of creatives, a lot of art, artsy people and whatever. But um, it was a good school. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. And you dropped out because you know who you are and you know what you <laughs> want to do. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like overwhelmed with how much I wanted to continue really putting everything into music. I feel like I just feel like this obligation because I did have a good upbringing and my parents were so amazing. It's like if I feel like I'm good at being an entertainer and an artist, like in my early 20s, I feel like this obligation to give back to the artistic community because otherwise, like, I don't want to look back and not be like, oh, I had this privileged, great upbringing and I didn't follow my dreams because I could, you know? Yeah. I don't have obligations to anybody other than myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. We're going to listen to another song. Perfect. What do you want to go with? Let's do Do You Believe Me. Okay. Do you believe me? Love's a show, and he say I've been here ten times before. 
I I love that song. Yeah, me it's, too. That's a good song. I'm proud of the songwriting in that song. I think it's pretty direct and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about your songwriting. Um, How's it go down? Um, yeah, it's just like uh, mostly like scatting based, uh, but uh, I don't like... It's been a long time that I've, like, started writing a song without already having, like, the name before. Like, I don't get excited about even making a song until I'm, like, excited about the concept of the name of the song. Like, I don't just jam around. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I just have, like, a list of topic ideas that, are, like, and I have to make that the chorus. Like, those words, I have to make the chorus and make the hook. And it has to be the name of the song. And then I get excited about that idea. And then I just jam from, I guess, jam or loop or do whatever and then uh, get a drum machine and just a bass guitar and then just get the chord structure and then I just sweat and pace around and scat until, like, the verses or whatever. like And then I just do a demo of just scatting and then I put words to that. So here's a question. After you already have done that and you have the title and you have, mm -hmm. like, the hook and everything and then you keep writing... Does the song intention change sometimes? No. I mean, it's just like when I come into it, I don't even know. I mean, it's like, oh, that's a cool way to take on that hook idea or those like the words of the chorus. Like mm -hmm. Because I'm just interested in like pop marketing and pop everything. I, I consider myself a poptimist. Uh, it's a subreddit I'm a part of. Yeah, I, just, I, I, want, I want to already see the package. You know, a lot of people like just have a music video idea or whatever, and they write it around that or whatever. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. I don't get excited about making a song until I have the name of the song. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, I want to, like, put that out to the world, and it, like, fits me, and it fits ideas that I want to put out or and whatever. it fits the, the persona of, Bob, yeah. of Bobby. Yes, of course, of course. So you have a new song coming out. Yes, I do. Want to talk about it? Yeah, I don't know exactly when uh, this is going to come out or whatever, but uh, yeah, we're trying to do it after, I guess, it comes out. But I have a song called Hollywood I'm really, really excited about. And uh, yeah, talking about along those lines, uh, this guy Dylan emailed me about a year ago saying, if you can ever make it out to L.A., love to produce a video for you, like what you've done before. I was like, okay, and he showed me his director's reel, and I was, like, blown away, and I wanted to do, like, a natural light type of video as opposed to, like, everything I've done before is, like, studio videos. So, and I was just scared of, like, doing natural light videos before because I wanted to look cinematic or big or whatever and not, like, DIY mm -hmm. or anything. I want to make a pop video outdoors. When he did that and reached out to me, I wrote, like, six different songs all called Hollywood because I was, like, excited about it because I was going to make an outdoor video in LA and I picked my favorite one and I went and uh, like produced it here in Chattanooga with my friend Carl who produces under the name Summer Dregs and he like completely redid my demo and we got a bunch of cool musicians in the studio with us to like redo it more like acoustically based uh, live drums and everything as opposed to all the drum machines I've relied on before and I'm really really proud of it I've been working like eight months on one song <laughs> so I will, like, I will say that I got a sneak peek just a minute ago and it's super fire. That is super fire. It's so good. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm just excited about how melodic it is, how melodic the chorus is. And I was like able to put harmonies on my weird voice or whatever, which I hadn't really, really done before mm -hmm. and like confidently in my voice. So mm -hmm. and yeah. the video is super fire too. Yeah. It's great. It's got to be everything you hoped it would be. Yeah. No, it's taken a lot, a lot of time and a lot of patience and a lot of money out of me. Mm -hmm. um, I like putting the house down for it, you know, but hopefully it, it gets out there and people can see it. 
Yes. It is really expensive. I'm learning oh, very yeah. quickly to do things right. Yes. But I think that it's a risk that people who are like in it mm-hmm. to be in it are willing to take. Yeah. My whole thing, the way I always say that is like, I don't want to put ceilings on my art. Yes. Even if it is coming from like an indie or a DIY space, like if I'm saying I'm making pop music, it needs to be done to the point uh, professionally that it can go the distance. Yes. Like it, yes. like even if. So not like sell myself short in any way where it's like, even if it's the greatest content in the world, but it's like, if it's not mastered properly or whatever, it's uh, a lot of things going into it. Where where someone like you or I could listen to something like that and Mm -hmm. kind of envision. Yeah. And I don't want to sound too uh, like arrogant, like by no means have I gone the distance ever. Like I'm still very much a very, very underground artist right now. you're setting yourself up. Yeah. Too. Especially, yeah, it's just, this is not a hobby for me. I'm trying to make this my career yes, yes. to be a career musician mm-hmm. or entertainer or whatever. And so, yeah, I just don't want to sell myself short ever. Yes. I love it. You want it to be the best that it can be. Yeah. You want it to or just presentable best. as possible yes. and still being me. Yes. Yeah. Totally. All right. I think the next one is falling for you. Yep.
production and just kind of I mean that was whole Caleb is just incredible at computers and like keeping things organized on a computer and illegally downloading things on a computer so that we can do like mm-hmm. big cool things it was awesome it was really fun and you learned so much I know from that time oh yeah we before we even touched Ableton we like took like these weird online classes because we were like so overwhelmed by it and like sat there with like notes together and we we're like this is too overwhelming just like start and do it or whatever and then youtube probably yeah a lot of youtube it was actually like this weird online course you could do through berkeley or oh, whatever i saw that yeah, yeah yeah and it was just on ableton and it was like actual like berkeley professors and it was free amazing so i want to talk about something that i wouldn't even think to ask Okay. Are there any like weird things that people don't know that we could talk about that have happened to you or like weird hobbies that you have on the side that people have no idea about? Well, I've been working for Outback Steakhouse for the past year in Kennesaw. Okay. I was living in that. I was actually a delivery driver for Outback. Outback has delivery now. Yeah, no, I, I got hired on right when they started it because I had a catering job up here before I moved down there. And uh, I was just looking for different driving jobs because of how many podcasts and stuff I listened to or whatever. I just didn't want to be stuck in a restaurant all the time. So I really like driving. How's it going? It, it was good. I quit, yeah. a, I quit a couple weeks ago or whatever, but it was great. I mean, was, the differences in people that order Outback Steakhouse to their house is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I worked for Outback for seven years. No way. Like, one in wow. Athens, Georgia, Roswell, Georgia. We are Australian and brother and sister. I was the only one that that like actually liked saying "g'day, mate" when I answered the phone because you're supposed to. <laughs> I was like, I love playing characters. This is fun. I'm an Australian boy. <laughs> Everybody else was like embarrassed to do it. I was like, I don't care. G'day, mate. How you doing? That's I, I were already. I don't have no ego. I work at Outback Steakhouse. Do like, they still do the pins? What pins? Oh my goodness! I mean, I my friend the flare. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so my a friend of mine, I think it was actually, I think it was actually Caleb found it, found me like an old '90s 
Outback pin mm -hmm. and I wore it and my manager or proprietor or whatever was like, that's so cool. Anyway, but yeah. So when you're not doing music, are there any hobbies? Like I said, I'm really into a lot of podcasts, I guess. Um, that kind What's of stuff. your favorite one? Oh my gosh. I guess, I mean, I've, of course I like the music ones like Song Exploder is incredible. One I've been really into is uh, Dissect, which is this dude that his first season was on To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar and he spends like 30 hours dissecting every single lyric, wow. every single like production credit. Crazy research. Like crazy research, like stuff like I don't even know how he digs up some of the stuff about or like just, yeah. Um, and the second season's on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye. And then he just started his third season, which is all on Channel Orange and Blonde by Frank Ocean. It's incredible. What's dude, it called dude, again? It's called Dissect. He just got a deal with Spotify. It's on everything else, but there's like more content on Spotify uh -huh. and stuff. And it comes out like a week earlier on Spotify. I'm proud of the dude. And it was like really emotional because he was like doing it out of his bedroom and uh, to like no one for a really long time and it's like the best journalism or whatever I ever heard and then like in the last episode of the Kanye season he was like almost on the verge of tears because he had just like gotten that deal and he's like I can because he was like working a nine to five plus like yeah he was like doing his a passion project and his journalism was so incredible and he's like I just got this deal so I can just do this full time and fa feed my family and blah blah I just like started crying because like when you hear somebody talk about like just one thing for like 60 hours or whatever. And it's just him. Like I was like attached to that dude. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, it's especially as like me trying to be a content creator as well. Yeah. And like also working shitty jobs or whatever. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is so yeah. It's almost like seeing La La Land. Mm -hmm. La La Land made me ball too close to home. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, so where are you going to work up here? Um, that's not lined up yet, actually. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of just like this tour was uh, actually pretty profitable for me and found a good place. And, um, yeah, I got to figure, I got to figure something out right now, but I got, I mean, I'm fine on money right now. That's great. Well, I'm excited that you're going to be living in Chattanooga. Yeah. I mean, I've always like claimed being a Chattanooga artist cause I'm not going to go online and say, I'm this is local Dalton, Georgia music. <laughs> And like try to be an internet artist and like that all the blogs have to say Dalton, Georgia. I love Dalton, Georgia. That is not a, that is not a whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's not a, I'm not, I'm not dissing Dalton at all. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually really funny. I like was looking at like one of my analytics. I don't remember what it was on, but it was like listing the top cities and it was like right next to each other. It was like Dalton, then New York city. <laughs> like, <laughs> I laughed so hard. First were, and last like, was, time you'll ever see that. Yeah. It was like somewhere down on the list. It was like Dalton, then New York city. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that's my market. That's me. That's yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to listen to Patricia. We're going to listen to Patricia. Let's do and it. I'm really excited. And this is your self-proclaimed one. Yeah. Hit that's, that's what I, yeah. Um, yeah. I need to, Stop telling people on stage I'm a one hit wonder, but it makes it makes them pay attention to the last song. So this is Patricia, and this is the non one yep. hit wonder. Non hit. I, I got more. I'm lying. You got more up his sleeve. Yeah. Here we go. Inside. You have to open up, it's gonna be 
Of it. I mean, I, I like based all the, especially that album was like based off of one hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like all of the early eighties, one hit wonders and all of those maximalistic, like crazy videos or whatever. That's what I was obsessed with. So it's like actually kind of funny that only one song off the album popped off. Yeah. <laughs> it was what I deserved. <laughs> or like drawing from that. Oh, the irony. Yeah. I mean, I'm like almost like disenfranchised by like the traditional indie album cycle right now. Cause I've like done it for really long. I was like, I just want to be. I want to move like further towards like novelty pop music. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like play the indie game because I've been playing the indie game for so long. It's like like sell, whatever. It's like selling myself short. It's like something within the indie community. It's like no, I just I make pop music and desperately make pop music. You're following and, your own thing. Yeah, or just my own culture, or like not like trying to like fall into traps of subcultures or like this is what I'm ro- supposed uh, like, to do. Yeah, or like rosters of bands or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like no, it's just me. like I just want to be a personality that makes content. You don't want to be put in a box. Nope. 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 Anything else you want to talk about? Um, no. I mean, I mean, I can talk all day. Like I was <laughs> saying, I'm I'm the most opinionated person in the world when it comes to myself. <laughs> I don't I don't really am not opinionated about much other things, but. About my own agenda, like just music-wise, I can talk about myself all day. Well, then we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and play your new song. Let's play it. Let's listen to Hollywood. Thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Of course, it's been so fun. Yes. All right. That's a wrap, and here's the new wonderful song, Hollywood. Sweet.
Open Mic Spotlight is currently looking for future episode sponsors. Sponsorship benefits include spoken ads on episodes and logos and written ads on iTunes and social media. All funds go directly to the production and marketing of each episode. If you would like to sponsor or hear more details, please contact me at heatherleeholt at openmicspotlight.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider leaving a rating or a review on iTunes, Facebook, or even the openmicspotlight.com website. If you love this podcast, share it on Facebook and tell your friends about the awesome talent you hear on Open Mic Spotlight. It would be a huge help.